When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast, Jason and Jamie. Uh, Ed Sheeran is in court. He has been uh, defending a lawsuit that was brought by a songwriter by the name of Ed Townsend. Ed Townsend is the uh, co-writer of Marvin Gaye's legendary hit, Let's Get It On. And Ed Townsend's estate has been suing Sheeran, alleging that his enormous hit, uh, Thinking Out Loud, uh, stole the melodies from Let's Get It On. So before we get into it, let's take a listen to, first you're going to hear the original Let's Get It On, and then you're going to hear Ed Sheeran's version of Thinking Out Loud. You can judge for yourself whether you think that there's a, a real uh, a lawsuit here. Remember, we're listening for the melody, not the words. Heart could still fall us. Heart at 23. Jamie, you've listened to these two songs. Just, you know, you and I are not musicologists. We're lay people, yes. uh, just like the members of the jury are going to be lay people and yes. trying to determine whether or not Ed Sheeran has ripped off the melodies from Let's Get It On. It's, I almost wish that you played a little bit and just said, does this sound like any song you can think of? You uh, know what I mean? Because it's already in my head, and so I, I guess I kind of yeah. can hear the melody. But what's so weird to me is this is not a one-hit wonder who had a song that blew up and, and you know, is, is obviously going off of Let's Get It On. This is Ed Sheeran who writes songs all day, every day, and to think that he sat there and deliberately ripped off Marvin Gaye, not even like some no-name artist right. from the the 50s marvin is just absurd to me that is what what the jury's going to be asked it's not enough that the that the melodies sound alike all music is built on there's there, only so many notes there's, i think there's <laughs> I, i'm such a bad i'm so bad at this but i think there's eight possible melodies i wish eric was here that 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 exist yeah and every song is just a different iteration a different combination of these eight sure so it's not enough that uh, Ed Townsend's estate proves that Ed Sheeran's song kind of sounds like uh, Let's Get It On. They have to prove intent to steal the song. Now, obviously, Ed Sheeran, as is the whole world, and especially somebody in music like he is, is aware of Let's Get It On. We all know Let's Get It On. We can all sing parts of Let's Get It, so Get it On. It is one of the most famous songs in the history of music, and it is an incredible song. But he's going to have to show that Ed Sheeran intended to rip off the melody. And I just don't know how you get there based on two things. Number one, sort of the logical point that you're making. Like all of a sudden, after a year of uh, years and years of successful music making where he's and he's probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars by this point, Ed Sheeran is, he's going to say, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah, I'm going to rip off. He Let's woke up and got lazy and diabolical. Right. And number two, 
if you listen to it, it just doesn't jump off the the the, the uh the, what, what is it? Jump off the video to, uh, the audio to me. It just doesn't hit me like wow, those two sound songs sound a lot alike. No, and, and the reason that Marvin Gaye is so famous is like he influenced music f- forever. Right, like that he's he's a trailblazer. So it's just so it's so weird. And so Ed now had to like in front of the jury sit and explain his process. He explained how he writes songs. This one specifically, he said, I was getting ready for dinner and my co-writer was kind of mumbling some some lyrics and I started, you know, singing out out loud, ha ha ha. Uh-huh. Uh, and so he apparently had a guitar on the stand where he sang and played for the jury, which is Pretty awesome. cool. Unfortunately, we're in federal court, so we don't have a. There's no cameras in federal court, so we can't hear it. But yeah, he got up. He had to play the song. Which, you know, when you we see saw it. what he looked like when he walked in. He looks great, by the way. Total courtroom chic, and uh-huh. I think he's like he lo- he's lost some weight, so he looks good. Summer ready. Uh-huh. So just how romantic him <laughs> in a suit playing guitar. Can you imagine? You're a member oh. of the jury. You, you just get called in for jury service. This is in Manhattan, federal court, in Manhattan. You get called in for jury service. Like, oh God, I got to go. And then all of a sudden, you get in there, and the first couple days, just the lawyers. But you understand. And the part who the parties are, one of them said here, and then he comes in, guitar in hand, oh. and he, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's nice to see. <laughs> just, and then just I'm like, dude, how, how did I need to know? Like, how does this happen? Like, did he have to sit there and like tune the guitar for a minute? I'm like, yeah, no, you got to come in, you got to come in ready to go. You do? Don't waste the court's time. Oh. <laughs> and that you know, you're a super fan by like yeah. then because if you're on an Ed Sheeran case, don't tell me you're not going home every night on YouTube down yes, like an Ed course. Sheeran spiral. Of course, Harvey tells a story about. Dolly Parton years and years ago getting sued, similar case, getting sued, going after her alleging copyright, and she comes in, I think it was nine to five maybe, and she comes in and she just woos the entire crowd, the, the jury, with with her rendition of the song. Oh, and that's man. I think that's the kind of thing that Ed, Ed Sheeran is hoping for here. Obviously, Marvin Gaye's long dead, and so he's not going to come in. They're just going to play video, re- oh, uh, sorry, audio recordings of him. But in, in, you get Ed Sheeran live. It's kind of hard for the jury not to you know be yeah, persuaded by that. I know. Ed Townsend could never. Yeah, but they, remember, Marvin Gaye's estate. Now, this is not Marvin Gaye's estate. It's Ed Townsend's estate, but the co-writer of the song. But Marvin Gaye's estate sued Robin Thicke. I was thinking that. Years ago for Blurred Lines. Blue, blurred Lines. And I can't remember the Marvin Gaye song. Oh, I just uh, looked it up. Um, well, look, at, look it up. So we'll, we'll tell you in a second. But he's his estate sued, his estate sued uh, Robin Thicke saying, got to give it up. Or the Blurred Lines was rip off of Gotta Get Up. He won that suit. Marvin? Or- Marvin Gaye did. Oh. He actually prevailed in that suit. And I remember that one, that one was, there was televised coverage of that. And you did hear in that situation the the way the, the experts and the lawyers broke it down. So I wouldn't, we could be surprised here, but good God. I mean, Ed, it's Ed Sheer. Robin Thicke is no. No, Ed and Sheer. then he got, and then he got all into how. How the lyrics were inspired by his grandma who was yep. dying of cancer, and so like it's this course. This case has everything: it, emotion, it, music, it, heart. It's <laughs> good-looking suits, weight it's loss. It's actually not a horrible Broadway play. Oh my god, I love it. Oh, just call it what is it? Thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Thinking is the out name loud. Of the bra- Broadway oh, play. The god. whole collaborative effort. Ed Townsend's estate. Oh my god! But then Ed Townsend's going to sue the Broadway play. It's going to be a well. Whole thing. I don't know. I know a Schmed Bounsen we could write about. <laughs> no, it's not no. bad. I don't mind that. Actually. You know, we should stay at our lanes. We really should. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. This episode of the TMZ Podcast is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, guys. Remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. You can take them anywhere, 
anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The best part, it's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. You could be missing out on the best sex of your life. They always say first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And Jamie, we got a really special offer for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code TMZ at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code TMZ to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. All right. Last night, we're, we're back. Last night, uh, James Corden gave his final farewell. Uh, let's contextualize James Corden. This is not the heyday of late night television, mm-hmm. right? It's not Carson or even Leno. It's not Letterman or even Conan O'Brien's early years. A lot, far fewer people watch late night television, television generally, late night television especially. His fame has mostly been built upon hilarious skits that have been uh, shown as YouTube videos and the like the next day. And he did some incredible things last night uh, that are going to (laughs) be living on YouTube for a long time. Yeah, one of them um, we actually have. He gave like a very, very sweet, tearful goodbye from the piano. No more shows to be showing. It's time I was going. It's time. Thanks for watching. That's our show. Thank you so much for your time, everybody. I will miss you. Good night. So he uh, he choked up throughout the entire show. Yeah. James Corden's a crier. He's been always been a yeah. crier and he choked up to the entire thing and shed a lot of tears. But it was it was a sweet side. Yeah, I mean he's walking away from fifty million dollars. Is it, that right? Yes. And it's all because he said that his wife and him had a conversation years ago that when his son hit sixth grade, that was it. It was done. They're going back to England to raise he's the family. He's walking away with fifty from fifty million dollars with exactly. like fifty million dollars. I, I drive in, I was like, yeah. so yeah. what do you need with a hundred million dollars? You, you and I could it'd I be know. hard for us to walk away from 50 million and then how do you feel as that son that like okay dad stop telling everyone it's my fault you have to walk away from but it's not like he's gonna go and just like be a house dad i'm sure he's gonna make plenty of money doing whatever's next yeah but i guess james corden is so do you watch james James corden uh, I, I watched the clips. I I, I can't say I've that's, ever been up really okay. late watching it. Uh, that's what I like. I don't know anybody that watches James Corden, and it, he has such a loyal fan base of yep. celebs specifically, which is funny because we hear all the time just rumblings of like some people say James Corden's not like the nicest yeah. man to work with. Yeah, but for some reason he has a diehard crew 
that just like last yeah, night. A diehard crew of super A-listers. Super A-listers. Last night was Harry Styles, Adele, uh, Will, Ferrell. Will Ferrell, who does not just like show up for anybody. That's Will correct. Ferrell Unless just, he's pimping something, which he's not doing He's right not. Now, Will Ferrell so. doesn't like anybody. He's also beloved by Michelle Obama. Oh he's my God. on his show all the time. Biden. Biden did Joe a goodbye. Biden did a, did a goodbye for him. Which um, was weird to me. I thought it should have been King Charles, but you know. Uh, well, fair, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, no, he 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 does ingratiate himself with really famous people. I mean, he he's at his his whole thing of uh, when they drive the car and sing the songs Carpool and everything. Carpool karaoke. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got he's got the biggest musical acts in the he world. He got Elton John in a car. He got Elton John. He got. P. Diddy, he got yeah. he got Migos when all three of them were still alive yep. to go in a car <laughs> and rap with James Corden. I mean, yeah. he is the like hokiest, whitest dude in the world. I know, and, and for some reason, yeah. people people love, love him. him, and it's love not like him. his ratings are so extraordinary that sort of it's part of the the they want to go on and do carpool karaoke with Corden. Yeah. Michelle Obama did it. I know. She sang "Single Ladies" in a car with him. I know it's because crazy. everybody likes James everybody Corden, and I don't James really Corden. understand. Why? I I I'm just because you know what I, I mean. think I like him more than I like than you, than you do. I was about to say than I like you. That's not true. <laughs> I like him more than you do. I I find I, him I hilarious. I don't dislike him. I I always say with certain people, I nothing him. I, oh, okay. I absolutely nothing him. He, I don't he doesn't make him. you laugh. His skits don't make oh, you laugh. Oh, he does. He makes me giggle. But then in the back of my my brain, we work in this town, and I have heard for years that he's kind of a nightmare. To and he had with. the he had the situation I in New York say, is last the af- year. Is the after party going to be uh, catered by Balthazar? Oh, yeah, right. Think? He had the situation there where he criticized the wait staff afterwards, and he was sort of taking a task for that, even though maybe the criticism was justified. But you're big. St- giant star James Corden mm-hmm. just suck up your bad experience and don't torpedo someone oh so. no I, I like him and I love Into the Woods like I his movie and no. I think he's, he's really talented he's very, he's very talented. funny and he's very sweet he's, he, he's very very sweet on, on camera to your point maybe he's not in, in the back he sort of has been the guy who has commanded the chubby guy who doesn't mind taking off a shirt for a gig and poking fun at himself mm-hmm. kind of that's his corner um, but he's also immensely talented in a sort of very Broadway type of way. Yeah. He likes to sing and dance, likes to be over the top of this humor. But, you know, I, I saw him do a skit with Tom Cruise where they both jumped out of a plane together and then a different one where Tom Cruise flew him on a fighter jet. And James Corden is legitimately funny. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm sorry for thinking so. Yeah. He's like legitimately hysterical, always playing kind of like the... The goofy straight guy to the big celeb yeah. who can't quite be as good as they are, even though he's just as talented as oh, anybody. Oh, him bringing Biden an edible arrangement in yeah, the Oval it's, Office. It's oh, it, like, right. Yeah, it, it, it's really funny. He does that straight face thing, and it mm-hmm. you know he plays like I said, he plays into to the chubby thing. So he he talks about uh, he's got a great quote in here. We sort of wraps up a lot of shows. He says, "All I've all we've ever wanted." is just to be a little bit of light and levity at the end of your day. Thank you for letting me do this. Thank you for letting me into your home every night. He was really, uh, uh, um, you know, sort of complimentary of his staff, and he thanked every person. I mean, I guess he goes through the, the same things that everybody says, but he did it with a tear in his eye, and I found it legitimately genuine and sort of touching. Yeah, I will, I will admit, and 
the song at first I was ready to roll my eyes because it felt a little rehearsed of like, okay, this is where my voice cracks at this point. And oh, I stare oh, at the camera. Boy, you are. Misty eyes. I'm going to go as far as say you might be a little bit of a Corden hater. I, I don't know. I'm not a Corden hater. You, I just, you, this you, is somebody who grew up with two brothers that like kick my ass every day. And anytime anyone shows emotion, I'm like, is this real? <laughs> is this real? What do you want, James? What are you trying to get? No, but I was, if you let me finish, I was going to say I decided yeah. it wasn't oh, that fake. Well, but it you went into a supposition that it was. Uh, so your only emotion is, is is hatred towards people that kick your ass. That's your only emotion. No, that you it's really just I, 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 I'm a bit of a skeptic, too, yeah. when, when when famous people Yeah, yeah. what am I talking do... about? I'm acting like, oh, Mr. Sunshine over here. I'm like, you're the most skeptical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. James Corden has a... Yeah, wait, now it's a whole, and it's been flipped on yes. me. I don't know what should have happened. Anyway, it was, it was a touching send-off. He's, he's been... Uh, it's, it's interesting where late night television goes from here. You know, you have the Colbert's and you, you still have some other folks doing it as well. Kimmel and and um, uh, who's the other one? Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Um, but this one was just so light. It's a dying breed of television. This one was so light. It was purposefully made at, uh, to create snippet videos the next day. Mm-hmm. He didn't do any hard hitting interviews ever. Mm-hmm. It was when he would have people on. It was to sing. It was to dance. It was to go play dodgeball like he does with with uh, Harry Styles all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that that was the whole purpose of this show. And it didn't matter that it was on late, late night. It didn't matter that nobody watched it because he would get tens of millions of YouTube views on his, you know, singing in a car with Adele. And that was enough to, to keep the lights on and, and pay him an enormous salary and offer him $50 million to stick around. Uh, but he decided not to. Not to. And yeah. I will say the one thing that I did also love from the Adele thing, that he got her to admit that she hates musicals. Yes. She's like, I hate musicals. I hate everything about it. Which is so it. bizarre because her voice is all musical I all know. the time. I know. Yeah. All right, so you're going to say good riddance to James Gordon. James, I wish you well and have fun in England. All right, thanks very much, everybody. We will see you on Monday. Cheers.